0: Feel weird, man. No Chan. Yeah,
1: I know, man. Bro, that top's
0: dead. It's like a funny way to end the year. We're only three deep. We're missing one. AZ, me, you. No Chan. Welcome to the pivot. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. I'm just having it, man. What's up, Sean? <laughs>
1: Good to see Hello, you man. How you doing? Yep, yep. Oh, cool. 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 Good to meet you.
2: Yep. And congratulations, Sean. This is how I used to
1: do the. Um, us all the time. Oh they my They try to gang up gosh. on me
2: and I used to split the D. Didn't you have that record on us? Most yards for for the yeah, longest time before like. Yeah, I still like, do.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. i am gonna have it forever. Yeah.
0: That all was at Three Rivers?
1: Three Rivers, yeah. How many you have? 234, I forget how many carries, but yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, that's
0: the That's the Hall of Fame numbers, man. Congrats again <laughs> yeah. as well. Yep, yep, uh, yep, Being named the finalist.
1: That's wild.
0: Are we excited? How, how do we feel?
1: I don't know how to process it. Obviously, I've been wanting to get here um now that i'm here i'm like okay like kobe said job's not done so that's a lot of work to do but at least they get an opportunity to hear Mm -hmm. you know the pitch or whatever the people that were outside of jacksonville that kind of heard of my career from a distance now they have an opportunity to really kind of do a deep dive and um everyone can present my case they get an opportunity to hear the case so whatever that looks like i'm thankful and hopefully um They'll hear enough, see enough, you know, so I can get in. But one thing was, they talk about the eye test, right? And usually that's weighed upon on your peers. But Jim Brown, who we lost this this year, when he said what he said back in the day, I think that kind of check marked the eye test category when he said uh, I was his favorite Mm back. And that's kind of been my driver, you know, from that point even to now. Because for me, that's, it's not, all that matters, but it carries a lot of weight. Yeah.
0: Do you know who presents for you, Freddie T? How, yeah. how, how does that all work?
1: Yeah, uh, so each market has a selector who, to present who my will case. Present? Yeah, yeah. Sam Cavouris has okay. been in the Jacksonville market. Okay. So each market has a, a, a selector. Then you have the national guys, and then there are two other guys. So it's 50 total. Gotcha. But each market, so it's 32 per market. Yeah,
0: that's, that's dope, man. I was, I was fired up, you know, for...
1: Not 32 per market, my bad, but I one know, per market.
0: Per team, you have one, so it's 32 Correct. teams. <clears throat> uh, I'm fired up for you. I believe that you're a Hall of Famer. I tell you all the time, man, you're one of the best I ever played uh, at any position. And mm-hmm. so I know I don't have a vote, but I still feel like when you walk into a room and you ask good football players that yeah. played on the other side of the ball what this dude was like, and they all say, yeah, he was one of them ones, I think that that should carry a lot of weight. So yes, hopefully, sure. you know... That's what happens and I hope to be there in, in August as you give your speech. But we got more I'm, running backs though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more running backs. Man, I don't know if um,
2: you was like the first Android like <laughs> in our generation <laughs> when cats, cause this was before YouTube and highlights and when you can see cats, but like seeing you for the first time mm-hmm. is when me and people I know was like, damn, we ain't no God make cats like this That's out crazy. here doing this. Where it's like, like I didn't even know that was possible. Right. The stuff you was doing. So no, it's
1: crazy to hear. Yeah. I mean, it come from another bag. It's crazy to hear but people thought I was small because I was fast. I was small. <laughs> Hell but then yeah. when the I mean. game started, like I purposely ran through the DBs, uh, yeah. the other team DB line. They were like, damn, yeah. he big. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. Man, that didn't scare nobody. <laughs> Shoot, like, you, you, you playing. Like, sure like, I mean, we sure. already knew how
2: big sure you were it by that point. Did. Not everybody.
1: <laughs> but for it did. you know, the word got out. Yeah, yeah, you see what yeah. you
2: gotta deal with, that's for yeah. real. I'm man, sure I am sure that gotta make
1: something.
0: Man, no. nobody worry about that. <laughs> I play big too. Nah, you was a bad boy, man. Hold up, limitless, take a stomach cap pinning it. I fought the head to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way i finna get me up, uh On a mission get me up, uh Knowing me I got the key uh, Only fidget I can trust uh, Trust uh, Limitless, take a stomach cap pin in it, I fought the head to witness it, get my people feeling militant, uh, way I'm finna get me up, uh get me up, me, I got the Well, cat's out of the bag now. Rashard Mendenhall is here, guys. Uh, hey. This is the last pivot of the year, and this one sort of just, just came up. Not sure how many people are familiar with Rashard, but he's a first-round draft pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Started in the Super Bowl 2010, 2011. Finished his career in Arizona. Has gone on to be a writer in Hollywood. Uh, A man of immense talents. He used to do pirouettes on the logo (laughs) in the locker room. Uh, We used to mess with him about being a dancer. Uh, But he had those sort of feet, too, when he played the game. And you can see that translate to what he did. Recently, Rashard has made news for some tweets. And you know we'll get to that, obviously, too, uh, throughout this conversation. I think the first thing I want to ask you is, though, just how are you doing? You know, post-ball, starting a new career, beautiful family. Um, as well, how are you doing mentally and emotionally?
2: For the longest time, I thought I was good, like all the way good. Um, having that new career, having something else to to do and sink into, and um, it kind of didn't hit me, you know what I'm saying, until, a- a- until some time. Just kind of like that space, it seems like a lot of us end up in after ball, where it's kind of like that gray area where you're not feeling like yourself or, or feeling exactly like yourself, and somebody's saying, is something wrong with that? So, um, like most guys, waited in the water for some time, and uh, and and you know, ex- external factors, people, and things chiming in didn't help much. But at, at this point, through the journey I've been on, people I have helped, uh, I, I feel um, pretty good. Feel like I'm in a really good space, and even um, the tweet, as you say, was something that sat on me and waited on me for a long time, and I feel like that's outside of me now, and I feel like I can even even see clearly in my mm-hmm. life with. um we're not carrying as much weight, so I feel
1: pretty good in the moment. Our job is to help people, but also, more importantly, I think, to help our brothers. You know, yeah. guys that kind of shared the feel and kind of know where we come from, have gone through everything we've gone through. What were some of your triggers after you left the game? What were some of the triggers that sort of allowed you to identify that mm-hmm. something's not right? Was it just walking away from a lot of the spotlight? You know, some people like to say, uh, the, the situation of the fumble that happened in the in the Super Bowl might yeah. have been a trigger, and I talked to I, I believe it was your girlfriend. She reached oh, my out. My wife. Or yeah, your yeah, wife. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. She reached out. Yeah. You know, uh, in which is love because she will always she just want the best for you. Yeah. And that's yeah, what yeah. we do. You yeah, know, We yeah. have to check in on our people. And but you helped
2: us out at that time too. I appreciate, I appreciate you taking that call. I'm glad I was able and to. Yeah. Being sure. there for our household. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So what were some of your triggers that you were able to identify? Man, it's like, it don't stop. I- I'll go out here and say this, man. I don't, know, I don't know if there's a more attacked player in the modern era than me because of a single play from a single game and the fact that social media exists now. It's just like, we talk about race and things, man. I'm, I'm reminded of my color every single day. Feel like I wake up, see my wife, my Lebanese wife, kiss her on the forehead, open my phone to check my business. And I'm being reminded of a moment that like, like that shit feel like, like Chinese water torture, just like a little ping over and over and over again, where it don't make me wanna like curl up in a ball and cry. That shit like it 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 wakes up something else. That that's something that like when they say to us like you are when they say football is is what you do, it's not who you are. Um, I don't I don't know if I believe that. I feel like who and what was made under that helmet, like what we created, I feel like that sticks with you. That 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 animal, that monster. For me, it was a samurai. Like I feel like that's the only thing that makes sense. And that's the way I sense throughout my life. And so, I don't know, I think it's like, as triggering as things are, in this country anyway, man, it's like, there's this element of like, cause it's not the play, man, i played a million plays. Like, but I'm the play, I did the best I could, I go to play. It's, it's how I've been treated and what's happened since. That I can't. That I don't feel like it's fair. You say you, and I
0: finally like had enough. So really, when you really, say you were, really when you enough. say you're reminded of it, is it people tweeting you, people messaging you? Who's it's, reminding you of it?
2: It's under my name, like in in life now, in Google. Like your your brand, your name is your business. Mm-hmm. And 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 to my name, whatever, whatever hashtags, whatever stuff that's associated, so I got to check my business. It's just like I'm seeing the. The same word like fumble do you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying or even people mentioning me at me that's why i said comments in the thing i know it's just like all right this, this ain't no joke man this ain't about the football when somebody's saying like fumble to me i know they're like they're intentionally trying to hurt me they're intentionally trying to pick at me a mm-hmm. pride so if somebody say fumble it's like all right I'm, I'm like automatically ready to fight the fuck are you talking about mm-hmm. what are we talking about this for we 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 we, we left that game and and It's supposed to be over. But if it's not, all right, I, I gotta live in this. So like I'll find me twelve years later I might have a little attitude about it.
0: Right. When you say it's supposed to be over, the truth is it only matters if it's over for us. Right? Because there are people who live and you you played in Pittsburgh with me, yeah. right? Like I I know what it is. I know what it is good and bad. Yeah. Right? Like every year at some point, they're going to put out a highlight of my tackles or whatever. Like, that, that's going to be part of it. And then they're going to be Baltimore fans that, if I say something about Baltimore, they're going to show the play where Joe Flacco beat me over the top to Torrey Smith yeah. to win the game. Yeah. I think, like, like, those things are, they're part of our resume. They live forever. People are never going to let that go because people are immature. People are miserable. People don't have their own moment, whether negative or positive, that the world shares in, we do. That's the privilege of doing what we do. So for you, have you been able to let the play go?
2: First thing I thought is is go where if I'm seeing it in front of me? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, man, I put my life into the game and like Mm -hmm. that shit really mean, it means that much to me. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Like the way I approached that game, the way I went out there,
0: he played well, too. I did it.
2: I appreciate that. Played and well, and, and that. honestly, played in, well. in my mind, in my life, in my body, that's the best game I ever played in my life. Seriously. I didn't take a single false step that entire day. Mm-hmm. That's what I know. That's what I needed to be on that day. And I was. That's what I keep in my mind, in my body, in my psyche. To talk about a play deal with a play, I can accept a play. This idea that I'm the cost, I'm the cause, Mm -hmm. I'm the reason. Like, I lost the ball, yeah, of course. Did I lose the game for my team? I lost the seventh trophy for the Steelers. Like, that's what doesn't sit right and well. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a small group of people who's almost made it a point to never let me live that down, Mm -hmm. who try and beat me over the head, to be like, you lost the seventh fucking trophy for the Steelers. And. For me, like, a team wins, a team loses a game. To single me out and say, I lost that, okay, whatever. On what day do you think I'm gonna wake up and believe that I lost the trophy for my team? And this players to me and this guy me sitting here, it's like, all right, motherfucking guy y'all looking for. I feel like he's right next to me. We're not gonna say that. I feel like he's right next to me in another position, but we're not gonna say that. I'm not even gonna throw it to him because it's like, it's not about a single player. It's about a whole team. But if we want to make me wear that and going to press me on that, that shit's created something that, like, I've never even seen before in and out of myself. Because if I can't get around, if I can't shake it, I've had success in other areas. Like, yeah. the first time out when I was to write a script for HBO for Ballers, I wrote 30 pages in four days with, like, late notes and just killed that shit the whole time. All this stuff. Don't none of that matter. Shut up. You still the boy that fumbled. And, like, that, I don't know, man, maybe I still carry a sword on my back about it.
1: I think it's two themes that jumps out in my mind. One is disconnect, which is for a lot of reasons, the, we're, the reason why we're here today, because <clears throat> you won't put Twitter down. Sometimes we have to disconnect, and that'll sort of minimize you know, those reminders from the negative side of, or the negative group. Yeah. The, other, the other theme is a team. You keep speaking about team, You know, being in that locker room the guys who were there practicing with you, the guys who before the game, you know, they, they envisioned their dream of winning, you know, success. Not one of those guys, I'm pretty sure. If you can look at how the game played out, um, and as a casual fan, the way I saw it, and then I had to go back and sort of re- review it myself again here prior to this uh, interview. Just being a casual fan, you can look at and say the entire team lost that game. Sure, your, your fumble isn't came... That your, isn't that football? Isn't that football? That's football, that's sport. Uh, your fumble came after you guys st- started to show momentum. I believe it was 21-17, which was the closest you had gotten. Prior to that, you were uh, uh, battling from behind the entire game. Uh, 21 points of turnovers is the reason you guys lost that game, not just your turnover. The defense gave up some big plays that I'm sure they would like to get back. You gave up a 38-yarder, 20-something. No, we gave up players. Yeah, so, I mean, but that's I'm the joking. sport. That's, that's the sport. I think you have to remind yourself of, even if you go back and watch the game, but remind yourself that, one, it's a team sport. You know, you guys went to war together. You lost together. It's simple as that.
2: See, that's not what it feels like. It feels like we lost. This is just a feeling. I don't know, whatever silo I'm in, whatever... I can't whatever, speak for you. I'm we're, sorry. We're, we're, no, no, you're good. You, you're perfect. Um, Whatever silo, it, it feels like we all lost, but I'm the only nigga that's still in Dallas Stadium having to like, because I'm like, it ain't, I know this too, it's a professional game. We sign a contract. We go, it ain't nobody else's responsibility. It's not your responsibility. It's not was respons- anybody to stand up and say, hey, man, Richard didn't do this on his own. Like, it, we, we all went out there and played. It's not nobody's responsibility to do that, but at the same time, I'm like, damn, where's that at? Like, because I don't, I don't know how much you guys know or are seeing. And it's just like, this even feels like weak to say, like you talk about bullying and and attacks and all this, that'll mess with somebody over time. It's like, imagine if like Lizzo's at a concert and she's on stage and there's all these people in the crowd and she gets up on the stage and somebody on the stage yells the most wild outland. It's like, get off the stage, you fat B word. Mm Everybody in there is like, whoa, like, yo, calm down. Like, that's, that's, that's clearly, obviously wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where's that screen? Where's that coat? Where's that protection? That's what my shit look like on any given day. And I'm not, I'm not even sitting here, because I'm like... Nigga, I'm not trying to play about it. I'm, like, ready to do something about it. Like, I'd, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking I'd crash my car over this shit, man, with my fucking wife and kids in there. Get out the car, looked at her, like, did I fumble? No, I had the fucking wheel still. Like, for whatever reason, there's a ticker, there's a play that, like, okay, if I can't see my way out of, then I'll write my way through. That's why I wrote that tweet.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, then I'll write my way through, because what am I, like, what am I really saying? Like.
0: But in that tweet, what were you saying? Because there's a there's an opportunity there if those are the people you're talking to. Because I I don't know what you're dealing with, right? If if I'm at that concert and somebody yells that out to Lizzo, then I'm able to hear that person. I don't check your Twitter every day. I don't I don't look at your mentions. And so there's not an opportunity for us to come to your aid, right? And, you know, I can be like, we don't speak, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not knowing that you're going through things. Freddie T mentioned that to me. I reached out to Kerry yeah. Davis, who's yes. also one of our teammates, you know, but you're not necessarily knowing that you're going through it or what is the Man, trigger I feel like it's... catalyst of it, you know? Yeah. So for you, when you start to pin the tweet, why is it the tweet about that particular situation and the way that people are attacking you about that particular situation, because it was the broadness of your tweet that I believe grew, like drew a certain ire to what you said, and then this point, which we hope to get out on this show, was totally missed. That wasn't
2: meant for everybody, it went there, and I wasn't tripping on that. That was meant for my detractors, like the amount of disrespect it was meant for that. Before I keep going, um, this is from from me to you. Um, This was a a few years ago. You were on a talk show. This was probably like 2017. And you said something that like it seemed like it was in the cause and course of the show that had an effect that greater than I think you may have realized, because I'm in the center of this, where you were in an argument about the the, the Steelers in that game. And you said, uh, we know what happened. Mendenhall lost the game and you kept going. Mendenhall fumbled the ball, he lost the game. Something along those lines and you kept going. And it's like, I know you on there and you doing TV and -hmm. playing TV, Mm -hmm. but it felt like you saying that had a real football ramification. Because before then, there was just fans and people being like, oh, you know, he did that. But then they started saying, even his teammates believed that he lost Mm -hmm. the game and that shit ratcheted up and like, we, we ain't never had no problems for real, but that's the one thing I had to bring today to, to yeah. cause I because I, I carried that. And I watched the turn from people starting to say, even his teammates believe that he lost the game. And, and, and your comment was a,
0: a, a way to- Well, I'll say that. this. I, I certainly believe that's a part of why we lost the game. I don't believe that one play loses the game. I believe that if I catch the interception that I planned for two weeks, when Greg Jennings scores a touchdown, that helps us win the game. I believe if I lock Keenan Lewis on the backside when Greg Jennings catches the ball on third down, that we win the game. So there are definitely other, there are plays in that game that I replay all the time that I've used as film and as assets for my show inside the NFL. So, but I will say this, if it had that effect on you, I don't remember the moment, but if it had that effect on you, I'm sorry. And especially if it had that effect where people continued to attack you. And like in, yeah. in honesty, from, from a defensive perspective, do I feel like at that point with the way you were playing the game, with the way the defense was playing the game, if we don't fumble there, we win? Absolutely. I do mm-hmm. feel that way. Mm-hmm. I could look you in your eye and say, that one play didn't lose the game. Most times one play does not lose the game. So I do apologize yeah. how that affected you. And especially if what I said made other people treat you a certain way,
2: because like, that's
0: definitely not something I want to do. So I do apologize.
2: I appreciate you apologizing, yeah. and I appreciate what you said, for real. And it's, you know, that's just a, a, a blip on your radar mm-hmm. that made the news tighter, like, gotcha. f- for real. And, and that's, and, that, and, it, and, it, and for me, it's just like, how many times I'm gonna wake up and take this? Like, I wasn't born no hoe. Like, how many times I'm going to wake up and just anybody playing with me. So that's why I said, I'm sick of, and it was descriptive. Average. Average white, white guys. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems to be. It wasn't like, directed
1: at a player, at a no, white No, no, player, no, no.
2: It's, it? it's just the amount of disrespect I see, and I got descriptive of who I tend to see it from. Average white guys commenting, re- like reflecting the comment section on not football, but my career, mm. my career, what it was. Like, I got two sons, man, they gonna grow up in a world where where wear number 34 jersey and people saying, your dad was sorry, your dad sucked, he lost it. It's like, no man, at the least in real football, like I had a good career, I played a good game and that was a moment. Mm. I had a good career, really good career. And over the span of my life, I had a great career in football, mm-hmm. not just the NFL. When I was a shorty, I used to go visit my cousin on the south side. and. You know, the older cats be like, oh, the shorty's here, man, go get the football. Let's roll that thing out. The whole way through, I was cold commenting on football. And this is the part where it was wide and I was vague. I said, y'all not even good at football. I'm still speaking to who I'm talking to. Those average guys who don't play the game, y'all not even good at football. Like how you speak to me. And I've been excellent throughout my career and throughout my life even through that moment, even through the fumble, even through Arizona to when I stopped. Y'all not even good at football. And the next line, before there's even that retort, it's like, for all the race I see, if black players reign supreme in this game, then maybe please, would I get you to stop saying shit to me? Is that enough for you to stop talking to me? To stop commenting at me? And at the end of it, I'm better than your GOAT. The only thing I'm saying is whoever you envision as the best player, greatest player in the game, I'm that good. I'm that good. I'm not just talking about the NFL. I'm talking about through my whole life. I'm talking about through high school, through college. Whoever I'm that, I've given that much to football. And I'm not just talking about the NFL. (laughs) No, you say your GOAT is Freddie T. I'm like, damn. (laughs) It's, that, it's, a, it's like, an
0: individual, it's an individual thought and, and individual thing.
2: That was almost like trolling crazy. Like I was, that was tweet intended to like smash my detractors. And it was a lot, come on. I'm, I'm like, dude, I'm silly. I'm not dumb enough to say white people aren't good at football. That's obvious. Like, but I was fucking like on a level enough to be like, all right, if we reign supreme, would that be enough for you to leave me the fuck alone? That's what I'm saying.
1: If it came from the other side or if it came from a white player in that same, you know, format, then we or our people would naturally say, oh, that is highly racist, right? So, OK. And even within that... I don't think that, that, that would work. I mean, I just want to... OK, that's you got it. You, gotta, you gotta, most, definitely uh, most definitely. Even within that, even with your detractors or the people that attacked you, there are also uh, a certain population of black people in there, too, that probably feel that type of way, because Last I checked, there's still a fan base. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so supportive, the, one of the best fan bases in all the sports, in my opinion. But I'm talking about white, black, other. You know, yeah. So I'm pretty sure they've come to your page. What I want you to do is just disconnect completely from fucking Twitter. Not that you're running from your life either. You have to learn how to just learn to avoid certain things that are gonna rile you up and then take yourself to better places. But my question to you really is this, being that you're a writer, and how do you envision that segregation bowl?
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. <laughs> um, that was, it
1: yeah, was yeah. when I saw the tweet when RC sent it over, uh-huh. I was like,
2: what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. I never I never really envisioned it. Like, like, that's that's literally just a figment of a writing imagination to be like. I wasn't even envisioning a game, actually. I, I didn't until, like, people started making the team stuff, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm like, damn, and that's, that's kind of messed up, because it's the segregation bowl, it's the yeah, racial it bowl. It's messed up. So I didn't even envision a game. I was only envisioning the same person that keeps speaking at me, that I'm like, what will it take to make you stop? Like, what will it take to make you stop if, like, all right, if the black team beat y'all dead, could you at least stop adding me and tweeting me and saying, I'm sorry, I'm trash, can I then be on the winning team? And then can I be on the winning team? The it's fumble it's still an attack will be there. on the, my, it's like just this feeling, the fumble is cool, I'm cool with that. It's just like this idea that I'm an entire loser because of it, that's what like, like that's what.
0: But we lose when we let them win. And that means whether it's, whether it's me, whether it's the, the average white guy, Who's tweeting you because he's sitting at his house or he's sitting at his desk or he's sitting with his wife or wherever he is, and he's not catching the vitriol you're catching for that tweet. I know you, right? Yeah. I know your yeah. wife. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Like to I know that this man that's speaking is not racist. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I also know in reading that tweet, it's a racist tweet. Mm-hmm. Right? If it's it, a
2: racial.
0: It's, I don't know if, if it's, it's racist. It's, Racist, right? Racism is believing that you are inferior to another race based on your skin color. Your tweet was the skin color of the more superior athlete is darker. Right? Okay. So so yeah. in a sense it was like, it wasn't discrimination that you can't go. It wasn't the racism we see in America where white people who hold certain positions because of the generational the, the 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 history of racism that have put yeah. them there yeah. right that yeah. keep us with the glass ceiling I'm not talking about yeah, that yeah, 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 but yeah. just from the simple mundane everyday thing I have to fight against in the sense of like no if if a white player said that yeah I would get after him I would yeah. right yeah. and it's but it's the history of oppression in the same way I talked to Chris Long about it obviously Will Compton yeah. None of them had that attachment to it because they understood the history of this country. But from you, in saying it that way, I felt like it did detract from what your point is now. right? And then what I hated the most about it but was probably the good thing, it turned it into a joke, and I don't want you to be a joke. I feel it. Right? And so when you are trying to address the people who are saying these things to you, what is going to be your route of finding a way to not let that affect you? Because it's not going to stop, especially now, right? Now, now that you've put the tweet out, and I know, and if, I, if this is what my life has been anyway, and I know I'm winning, now I'm coming harder. I'm coming with more, and it's going to get more racial because you brought in the race.
2: Man, if you, um like my my messages my mentions still haven't
0: stopped from then.
2: and the thing is it's like the difference is it's like i've been getting this before i sent that tweet out Mm -hmm. so i'm seeing it and it's like man i'm (laughs) i'm only thinking of seeing tupac's man thug like the hate you gave little infants fucks everybody it's like I'm seeing, I'm seeing the same thing sent my way that caused the tweet. I'm seeing the same thing over and over. It's like they say like, I don't even like they say hurt people, hurt people. It's just like it ain't never mattered. Did you how think it hurt was I stop been. after the tweet though, Richard? Oh no, no, here's the here's the here's the crazy part and here's the dope part. It ended for me because I said some shit. Mm. I'm, gee, Mm. it's been outside of me since then. Man, I've been walking around, doing the day, I'm chilling. It, that came out of me because I felt like I was quiet for the longest time and took whatever came. And I'm just like, how, when you say, right, how somebody in the stands, on a couch, wherever they at, get to suppress, believe they better than me because I went out there and did my best in a damn football game. Ain't that what sports about? I went out there and did my best. I went out there and did my best, my absolute best, and somebody can sit back and say they are superior to me because I did my best, man, that ain't never sat right. And it's felt like a, a an imbalance or a slant. I said that, and it was this was, this wasn't even, I couldn't even see any people. I wasn't writing to anybody. This was me and myself. I said that for myself. And it's like, and it came and it went out and it had an effect like, and I don't feel like I gotta say anything.
0: It's, well, I will say this. Anymore. It's 100% worth it then. If if sending that tweet freed wow. you, it is 100% worth it. And, wow. you know, when... That's major. No, when you... That's major. Bro, like, I think, like, the the freedom of self is the greatest freedom in the world. Because like the as as free as they say this country is, it's not. We aren't always and not even from the legalities not even from the racism or the discrimination it's just the freedom to be yourself right the the freedom to live and not be judged yeah right like that's the existence we all walk in bro and so if sending that tweet no matter what came from it no matter what the conversations are around it even if it doesn't stop people from messaging you if you could wake up in the morning and the first thing be not be in your mind I fumbled, that's all the freedom you need because you need a freedom to be better for your wife. You need a freedom to be better for your three kids. You need a freedom to be better for your boys, right? Like you need a freedom to be able to move around in the space where you can be your best self because unfortunately, man, those people send that tweet, Sharpe, and they don't think about us afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. They don't care how it affects you. Mm -hmm. They don't care, they don't think to themselves, I wonder what his days like now. You know what they do? They go live with their family. Yeah. Right? They gonna make their yeah. wife happy. They gonna make yeah. their kids happy. And so, bro, if that freed you, man, I am so, so happy for you. And I am so, so sorry that I added to that. Cause I never meant that.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it. And that. I
0: wish you to call me then. No, I appreciate that. Cause like that, man, we all have, if we were all judged by our toughest moments, like none of us would be successes. Hmm. You know, and, and what I said about you when it started, <laughs> Your feet, man. You were as talented of a back that we ever had on that team, and I was there eight years. And so the fact that that's what you remember, man, and what you take with you, bro. I, I am really, like, I, I truly, truly, truly am, am sorry. And I wish you would have reached out, or I wish somebody would have told me, because the one thing I never have a problem with is saying I'm wrong. And if I did that to you, and you felt that I was wrong.
1: We had Coach Tumbling on the show and I asked him, I'm like, yo, I was looking for a phone call from the Steelers when I was a free agent, <laughs> which was that, that, mm-hmm. that season. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't get that call because they had a good running back that they felt they can depend on. Yeah. You know, and again, just going back, replaying that game, you had an amazing game. You have to be careful creating certain narratives in your mind considering how much of a good writer you've been or, and that you are you know, very creative person, so you have to kind of caution yourself with, you know, how you kind of write those things upstairs. But I want to go to post-tweet. You made an apology where you said you didn't mean to, uh, or you didn't intend- Mm -hmm. Towards our guys, towards our brothers, yeah. White football players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you came back and said, but in all honesty, they know that. Yeah. So I want to ask you, in your apology, like, what did you really intend? Because it seems that you sort of moved the goalposts when you added the butt, they know that. Because I I don't think they did, or they do. I feel you.
2: Um, So I tip my cat salute to all my football brothers, every color, every creed, whatever the case. This wasn't about them. I think this is a case where because of what happened to me personally, like I became selfish in the way I used the game and and even my brothers, and even you, was just like, "All right, am, am I that good to be the all-white team?" No, I'm not. You, you better than me. You're better than me. Like I, I needed you. I needed you. I needed. I needed. I needed DK Metcalf. <laughs> I needed everybody just to help, like, help me stop what was tormenting to me. And I believe that was selfish. So it's like I, like it wasn't. It wasn't meant to racially lessen that. That I, I did use my brothers, black and white, as pawns. In, in an issue that was mine and my own. And even what you said in the tweet, like nobody asked you, It's like, you know what, that's, that's, that's right. That wasn't fair for me. I got the prerogative to speak, but it wasn't fair for me to bring everybody in the game in because that game means something so natural, so real and so pure. And what was happening off the field allowed me to mix the two and that's wrong. Cause I'm like, I'm like, man, hell, I said, of course they know that. Cause I'm like, if you know me, ain't no damn way I'm watching Remember the Titans. And to see what that what that fucking I, film I did, right, right. see what that film did, and leave there and want to go back to that. Oh yeah, let's be how they was before. Like, who want to do that? Of course, I don't. But like, like it, it was selfish. It was selfish for me to bring all all the players in, black and white, like to be like to prove to prove a point that like I I don't really know. I don't know if it made things better or worse. Yeah, you know. But, yeah.
0: I routinely stand up for us publicly. Yeah. Um, You know, and I've done it so much, whether it be through 2020, Kaepernick's protests, whatever it is, it's like from the other side, I get, oh, you're a racist. But I'm always like, no, I just want, I want fairness. I want equality. And the perspective I understand more than anything is our perspective. I said, so I try to bring that sort of awareness to the forefront. And then obviously when this starts, I can be honest, like I was nervous when People were even trying to joke with me about it because yeah, I got I have my opinions and we did it on our last show with three men, but I was like, if I get in on this or if I start in on a joke, will people then turn it on me and say, okay, now you're being racist or sure. now you're being dismissive sure. for things that are true, right? Yeah. Like JJ yeah. Watt can say it. <laughs> yeah, none of them could cover Tyreek. <laughs> yeah. He could say it and he can make that joke, but it's different coming from yeah. me. Sure. And that was why, and even though like when Will tweeted me, like I was like, okay. If this was a white man who made this tweet, I would have something to say, but even in that, I couldn't at least publicly in that form until being able to be in front of you. I wasn't going to make you a racist, right? Because I understood if I say that now, everybody else jumps on that. So I just said it was unnecessarily divisive. Yeah, yeah. Right, which it was. Yeah, yeah. When sure. you talk about it, but it's also like there is, like for me, there's a certain there's a certain debt owed and a certain sense of loyalty that I have to all of us. And that's all of our football brothers, but definitely us personally. Um, And so I think that for you, man, to come down and sit with us and clear those things up, that was important. And when Kerry reached out to me, I was like, absolutely, I'll get in touch with them and call them," because yeah. uh, I wanted to give you this space. But we also want to use you. We're about to use you now, right? I'm about to use you.
1: Whatever happened with these promos and it's not my responsibility. <laughs> I don't know who's responsible. Um, hopefully get chopped up or either people just watch yeah, the watch. entire episode so they can hear, you know, pretty much go over your intentions and what yeah. you really meant about your tweet. But much like R. C. was probably gonna say, (laughs) "We've had uh, some stuff follow us, so I believe he's gonna use you in that in that fashion." Yeah, so you know, if I can help, yeah. yeah, So yeah, so you (laughs) you
0: know you came out and you said that, and now Uh you've had these moments where people continue to keep your name involved in those tweets, in those messages. Uh, Recently, Freddie T was being messy right? <laughs> what? And <so> I said, <laughs> don't let. So, okay, I was being yes. <laughs> what I thought was funny. Investigation What I, what I thought was <laughs> funny. So we had Jonathan Owens, Simone Biles on the show. Yeah. Jonathan Owens, safety for the Packer. He's married to Simone Biles. Channing asked him about their origin story. Their origin mm-hmm. story was on Dating app, and she reached out to him first. He says he didn't know who she was. I made a face because I was like, well, Simone Biles, everybody knows who she is. But anyway, it goes <laughs> on. and we have a great moment that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And when we made that a promo, we made it a promo because we thought it was fun. We thought people would look at the way she looked at him and smiled and the way he looked at her and then realize as you watch the rest of the show, how this man says this woman has poured into his entire life. And people would be like, this is just love, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. could flip, he could play football, they don't care about that because they love each other, right? Sure. They get to see the ugly of yeah. each other. They get to see yeah. the worst and learn to love that. And so we thought it was this cool moment. And, you know, we have been part of what they said is tearing a woman down or not lifting her up. So when you think about relationships and you think mm. those two and him saying, I, we joked, he's like, wow, well, the men always the catch. Yeah. How do yeah. you see the way that celebrities? are judged on their personal life or how people attack celebrities on their personal life or their words the way you are in a situation yeah, like yeah. that.
2: Man, the way you explained that was great. It seems like such a reach. I can't even, cause I'm not a part of that moment mm-hmm. other than what you said. I can't even take like how, or or, or grasp how, if, if they're vibing and they're talking about their origin and the moment in real time was felt as love and it's funny and it's that, um, it just feels like a reach for that to be anything else outside of people being like, like tearing down women, like as this man's right next to his lady. And if she don't feel like that, I don't understand how that's the case or that's a reality. And I know the internet does that. That just seems like a reach or a projection based on something. There could be people out there tearing women down. That's probably true. Does that sound like
1: one of those scenarios? No, it doesn't. I think aside from that, because we certainly don't tear women down. No, we I'm always sure. speak life into to women. Much like you guys are speaking to your love story, still is love story. Uh, we were talking about Simone and Jonathan's love story, yeah. and they sort of uh, talked about their origin and laid everything out, which they had already done before. Yeah. But yeah. people are so fixated on celebrity that they sure. value and weigh their lives on celebrity. For sure. If 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 Jonathan was equally as popular,
0: yeah, as, equally as successful, as successful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but then you have to go back and weigh success because mm. in his eyes, he might feel like he's as successful because he's achieved. He was undrafted. For sure, He went to a very small college, and now he's playing for sure. safety for the Green Bay Packers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Simone, everybody knows what Simone does. Of course. Certainly of course. from 2016 yeah. to now. They know what she's done. Yeah. And a lot of people have jumped on that bandwagon because of it. She's a woman, it's encouraging. She had gone through her mental health challenges and she bounced back from that. And she's the greatest of the greatest and always have and probably always will be considered the greatest. It shouldn't minimize Jonathan and how he feels about his wife or how he tells the story or how he jokingly talks about how they met and him being the catch. I doubt he really feels that he was the catch, (laughs) like, oh, she chased me down. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, yeah. But they. She was there, and they jokingly have said it before, how they gotcha. met, how she slid in a DM, yeah. how <laughs> everything's come to fruition. But yeah. you have people that shouldn't even be vested in their relationship. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. because yeah. one, they're public figures. Of course. And she is way up here in a lot of people's eyes, and yeah. he isn't. Yeah, but again, yeah. it shouldn't minimize who he is as a person, no. because one, he loves his his lady, his wife. Yeah. That's all that people should identify for as and should commend him. But to talk about divorcing now and make sure the prenup is handy and all that stuff, for me, it was a bit insensitive. You know, and and I think I saw one word in the comments, probably overkill. They kept saying, this is so cringe. Mm. This is cringe, cringe, cringe. (laughs) Like, I don't want to see the word no more, because I was out there kind of a little bit like you in defense mode. Because yeah, I didn't yeah. feel like he deserved that. Yeah, because the man yeah. genuinely loves his wife. We didn't even expect her to be there. Yeah, yeah. especially You know, we moment. did an interview with him. That, it was with him. The timing was perfect. They were playing the Giants on a Monday night. Yeah. And uh, they had already set it up. It had nothing to do with Simone. Yeah, although yeah. we would love to have that interview at some point, someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, it was all
0: totally about
1: J.O. Yeah, that kind of yeah. went
0: left. Yeah, I think the thing for me was I reached out to Jonathan because I felt the synergy with him. He was an undrafted free agent safety. I was an undrafted free agent safety. We were both, we had both been cut. And I watched him play on Thanksgiving and it just reminded me of, of myself. And they kept calling, saying that he was undrafted, but also saying who he was married to. Okay. And so I reached out to him because I even tweeted that day. I said, eventually they're going to just start calling him Jonathan Owens. Yeah. And I yeah, reached yeah. out for that reason. When she showed up, none of us knew because we're thinking road trip. Right, and most times on road trips, the guys are by themselves and we expected him to come, but their relationship is that tight that that's the way they roll. Mm-hmm. The thing, I will say this about Jonathan and Simone. I was disappointed in me because I don't like to be misunderstood. I don't like to make other people be misunderstood. My intentions were to have a fun loving moment because she was there, Yeah. right? Yeah. because she's there, because she can speak for herself, because she can interact, because we can all interact, it felt like being at a family reunion, bro, and talking to your little nephew and to your little niece about how they met. And And that was the vibe of it. And to me, it was the beauty of, it didn't matter who they were. I think people look at celebrities and forget that they're just human. Her immense talent as a gymnast doesn't make her someone that's not flesh and bone his ability to play ball and maybe not be at the level that she is in doesn't lessen his value as a man especially to her sure. and in the end and they may be really sensitive to that
2: even yes. in knowing that what she does and what he does and, and kind of him being lessened through that so it seems like she can even maybe let him have a little bit more of the shine to kind of balance that out if you're in a relationship
0: and i think though that's what especially you know obviously black women are the most devalued gender and humans in America, they really are. And so I think when you do have a Simone Biles, it's like having a Beyonce, having a Serena, it's like, oh, in this in particular, we're the best of the best. And it can't be denied. And it should be valued by everybody that way. But he's not marrying a gymnast, he's marrying Simone Biles. And that's who he supported in 2020, when all of us, or when all those people were talking about why she would back out, he was on the phone with her. He spent time with her, and so I think just for me, it was like when Fred Taylor, who's one of the best running backs of all time, picks his wife, nobody asks what she does. Yeah. Nobody says, well, the woman Fred married, who was highly successful, nobody asks, though, how many touchdowns has she scored? Or is she as good at her job as Fred is at his job? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, because this black woman is so accomplished we now have to compare her to her husband. We got now got to make that a competition. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the sad part about it. Fellas, this is the best time of year. It's time to go bowling. But you can't go bowling without our partners over at DraftKings. Any new customer signing up right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code pivot, place a $5 bet, and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. And watching these bowls, now think about it. Now, you've seen your team all season. You know who's gonna ball, who's not gonna ball. You know what about who- the new guys though, Chan. I don't know about them new guys. But you know what I do? <laughs> I know about them same game parlays. The same game parlays I've been playing all year. Multiple bets in the same game. You have weeks to do your research baby. this bowl week. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> Listen, what are you guys waiting on? We've been a DK partner for a year and a half. We keep telling y'all, download the app, download the app,
0: download the DraftKings
1: Sportsbook app right now. Go get to it. New customers.
0: Promo code Adjust. You place a $5 bet, instantly get $150 in bonus bets. Question. 2023.
1: Because this sort of traveled with that. um, And it was a joke. Can men be the catch? Mm. And also, taken away from tradition, can women pursue men? Like, should they pursue men? In which, what Simone says she actually did in their situation. Yeah, so in their situation, if that, because even
2: before, um, I've only known a little bit about their story from be- before they mm-hmm. were on a pivot, but I- I've always kind of had that idea or understanding that uh, she was in pursuit of him. And I just kind of always felt like that was some like, um, just like like a dog in her, <laughs> you know what I'm Not like in a bad way, just like, like like oh, okay, she knows what she wants. Like, she's, relationships can happen all different types of ways. And we're hearing a story, seeing a story of the way it happened for them. And it may be a, a little bit different. And I feel like however that love is met, however that match is found, like how could you get mad at the fact that they match? How can you get mad at the fact that they vibe um, based independent off of um, how it happened or somebody thinking it should have happened different or with him believing or or, or just like anybody should, that he's a catch because of of what he means to himself, that she's a catch as well because of who she is. And I feel like anybody can feel like that, men being a catch or, or women being a catch. I think if you're on a dating app, that's how you're operating, you're trying to catch something. I don't, I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I feel like, no, I feel like um, their, their, their story is dope, and I don't even know how that can be taken out. That just seems like, um, like you say, with celebrities and people obsession with celebrities, it seems like uh, sometimes or oftentimes celebrities become like a canvas, like a canvas for people's projections on, on what they feel, experiences they had, things that they think, and they just apply it to whatever situation that they can see that mirrors in any way a, a little fraction of something else that they've seen. And they say, okay, I've identified this, I've diagnosed this, this is what this is.
0: Celebrity, celebrities become a source of entertainment exactly. at all times. Exactly. You're, you are meant for my entertainment, which means you should be pawns in the way that I believe this story should be told. Well, sir. And if that story is told a different way from my expectations, now my personal story weighs into my criticism yep. of that. Yep. The personal yep. story of how I feel about you or how I feel about you and the way I feel like this should go now becomes my criticism of how you live your life. Well, sir. When instead of looking internally and saying, what about me? makes me one, so invested in this, and two, makes me feel so emotionally wronged by something that has nothing to do with me. Why is it cringeworthy to you? Why is it disrespectful to you? Why is it any of these things when clearly it's not to her? And then as far as to project, well, you don't know what's going on in their house, neither do you. For sure. What I do know is I spent two hours with them and I thought it was beautiful. Um, You know, moving on to what I want to talk about as well is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is now the backup quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Uh, This is two years after signing a $258 million contract, two years after the Broncos trading away picks in order to get him. uh, A year into or the first year of Sean Payton's tenure as head coach and the Speculation is he will also be released in May. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you look at Russ's situations, Fred, what are your thoughts on how the season has gone for him or how this time in Denver has gone for him and now seeing him being benched and possibly let go in March?
1: It comes across as if he's uh, on board to be the scapegoat. Russ started playing really good ball. I think they are six and three in the last nine games. Um, Yeah. You you question would they have made this move if they had not lost to the Patriots, right? And and I don't know the answer to that, but they lost and it seemed perfect timing for them. But then a lot of other stuff became uncovered. You know, and this is a guy who has won Super Bowl. You know, he's been the face of the league for a while. I know before the season, well, before this season started, people were saying, Russell's done. But he had actually shown some glimpses of old Russell Wilson and pretty much, carried this team. I think management, you gotta question Denver's management. Yeah. Uh, I think Sean Payton is uh, the amount of money they pay him, he he has a lot, he, he, he has a lot of um, uh, not a lot of decisions to make, but I think his decisions carry all the weight in that building. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about the football ops people in there, but his decisions top down based on what he's done in his career and what they expect him to get back to. What he's saying is Russ is completely done. He's not in our, we don't project him in our future. He's, he's done, but again, I think he's the scapegoat. Uh, I think they're still on the books and they owe him a ton of money. It's wrong. If I can sum it up in one word, I think it's wrong because he was playing lights out. I, who are you gonna find to replace him? Uh, and he's still on the books, you know, to receive that compensation, those salaries. Especially at, uh, at this point in the season, seeing that
2: um, interview from Jerry Judy, saying at the locker room was surprised. Um, that kind of really jumped out to me that they weren't anticipating or expecting that. So in their mind, that was still their guy. Thinking about the fact that they're third in the division um, and still got like hopes, like playoff hopes. I'm not like, the two, when it comes to the quarterback position, making a change like this late, like you say, like, like, like he may be lining up to be their scapegoat. And something that I seen that came from RG3 um, where if Russ wasn't his guy anyway from the beginning, is uh, Jared Statham, is that their like long-term plan for the future? Is that yeah. the guy they want to go with, or is this to make a point before the year is out that Russ was never his guy? But see, in a scenario situation, I feel like the next few games will. I feel like there's going to be a microscope mm-hmm. um, on Denver, seeing these next few games to see, you know, whether that move was warranted or not. And even seeing the the press conferences where 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 Sean Payton is making that call, he don't seem to like. I don't know if I want to say sure or confident about, the, the about you know what I'm saying, about what he's saying to doing, and maybe know there's some kind of feeling in that locker room, and maybe this isn't the right thing to do.
0: Bottom line is it, man, like, Sean Payton has been a bully ever since receiving this job. And not the, the bully since, like, Russ can't whip him, because I believe he can. Sean Payton's an old man. <laughs> but we watched Russell Wilson get beat down an entire season, mm-hmm. and... Some of the criticism was warranted because he didn't play well. And then Sean Payton immediately came in and started punching down on him. And now for whatever you've heard about Russ having offices, Russ having coaches, his own personal coaches in the locker room last year, that's not who he's been this year. When he was asked to do something different, he did something different. And now this is a man before going to Denver that was going to be a a, a first ballot Hall of Famer right? Russ had been to nine Pro Bowls already. Russ had won a Super Bowl. We were talking about Russ as one of the greatest of this era. And so now when you deal with Sean Payton, that was never his dude. When you look at the way Sean Payton addressed Russell Wilson on the sideline against the Detroit Lions, he never talked to Drew Brees like that. Whether Drew Brees threw no picks or two picks. He never handled him in the public like that. You never heard of that man telling Drew Brees, you gotta stop kissing babies. Drew Brees kissed more babies in, in New Orleans <laughs> than anybody. Now, did he play well? Absolutely. But you look at the way Russell Wilson, to me, this shows the ultimate class, humility and professionalism from Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. That man knew two months ago he was playing for his job. They called him and told him, and spoke to his representation and wanted him to restructure his contract. So he knew if he didn't play well, this was what was going to happen. And that man never said a word. That man went out there and gave his everything to this team. He changed the way he played football. He got slimmer. He ran the football when he needed to. He made the big throws when he needed to. Now, I don't think he played great, but I do think he played better. And I I think he deserves, or thought he deserved to be treated better. This man publicly berated him. He berated him on the sidelines, treated him like trash. And you know as well as I know, starting quarterbacks who can't play don't get treated like that. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: At every turn, Sean Payton let the entire world know that this wasn't his guy. And that's okay if he's not. But you don't have to punch down on him just because you want to prove a point. Mm -hmm. You want to get away from the money being guaranteed in 2025? Fine. Do that but I think there's a professional way to go about that. And the true professional in this situation was always Russell Wilson. I have zero respect for Sean Payton and the way he goes about his business. The one Super Bowl you won, the one Super Bowl you've been through, been to, right, and the rest of the losing seasons you had in New Orleans, those don't allow you to treat people like that. Correct. He's just lucky he had the right one. Because somebody else would have checked him on it and at least going to say, you're going to respect me and treat me in the way I deserve, in the way I've earned, the way I respect and treat you in the way you earn. And so, like, I think it is total bull crap the way Sean Payton behaved, but I thought it was bull crap the entire time. I
1: mean, they're trying to get out of that bad move they made. And not, not necessarily a bad move in the sense that Russ didn't necessarily live up to that deal. They, they made the move, they gave away the organization and now it's gonna hunt them for years. Uh, I don't think they're gonna have the cap space to maneuver much because he's still on the books. You let him go, he's not there, he's still on the books. For sure. So it's just, you yeah, know, it's top down. You know, you gotta check the front office on that. Freddie T, you'll get uh,
0: Cam text you to be on this show?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if he texts
1: AZ or you he, or somebody. He texts you to be on the show? Listen,
0: Debo say, "Stop texting
1: me, man." I saw Cam uh, respond on Twitter. That wasn't Cam. You know, that was AI.
0: It was uh, supposedly it was some kids who got Debo's number and were just playing on his phone. Oh, throne. I
1: thought you were saying that wasn't Cam that responded. No, on that like, wasn't no, AI. was too
0: good. Nah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Cam that texted him. But you know what's So funny about where we are. Debo addressed Micah Parsons, and he also addressed. Cam Newton, right. we live in a I got you world that's full of people who are getting got. They want to be so quick and you want to be so fast to respond and you want to make sure you say what you got to say before someone else says what they have to say and you want to defend yourself and defend your people and do all these things. And sometimes we haven't sat back and gathered the information. And so then when you then open your mouth and now the entire world can see into what you're living in because you want them to, because you think you're winning. Right. Right? Then you realize, hold on, maybe I jumped out there a little too quick. And it's like, everybody now has a voice. Like, we, we live in that world. We didn't play in that world. Mm-hmm. No. We didn't have voices, right? Like, the person, the people that's going to be trying to get you into the Hall of Fame, those were your voices. Those were our voices. And so now that that has changed, I think we all need to take a step back because we've become, and not me included, we've become drunk off of the power to write our own narratives. Mm, right. Mm. And I think because of that, we're writing stories or we're starting stories that we don't have an outline of the ending to.
1: Yeah, that's deep.
0: You know? Deep. And I think that's where we're starting to fall into.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, you got to commend Cam for, you know, just a week ago he made those comments about Brock Purdy and then he came back this week. He took some time to kind of take a deep breath and responded to to Debo, you know, letting him know it wasn't me that text you. I, I did make those comments about your quarterback, but I still welcome the conversation, you know, uh, and if you feel this way about me, I don't feel that way about you. Yeah. I'm still a yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. I still love you. We gotta be able to have those conversations where you do take time and don't just rush to Twitter and let things rip, because they do have that rippling effect. Hence, again, yeah, the reason why we yeah. are here today, yeah. because yeah. I was chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was about to ride into the new year. We was done taping shows. We missing Chan Like, everybody was booked for other stuff. Alicia made us yeah. work. You know what I'm saying? And most AZ stuff. was like, hey, look, we got an opportunity to do some stuff, man. But I want to say, bro, uh I ha I have always been a fan. You know, I I from afar I've seen you run the ball. Yeah, I know you, know, you can man. do that really well. Uh I was a huge fan of ballers. Yeah. You know, so you're very creative, you know, at your writing. Uh and I was surprised to even uh hear that you wrote for uh, ballers, but that's that's pretty dope. And again, man, figure out how to disconnect. Mm. You know, just learn how to disconnect from social media. You know, because you got people that's going to keep jigging at you, yeah. regardless, especially more now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Simone made a text or a tweet. She's like, y'all done? You know, and now people's like, nah, we ain't done. we yeah. just getting started. Yeah. So those yeah. things got to pour you on the fire. I got it. When I check my Wikipedia, <laughs> I go and look at my stats and compare them against other people's stats. My nickname is Fragile Fred, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Because right. guess who got it last laugh? Yeah. Me. Yeah. I played yes. 13 years, and now, yes. somehow, yeah, yeah. I'm an NFL oh, Hall of Fame. friend.
2: Man, bump that. You the hardest Fred. <laughs> the hardest Fred. That's how I know. You the yeah. hardest yeah. Fred. G.
0: So, it's all yeah. love. It's the, the Freddie T question of the year. Uh, we're not going to ask you about New Year's resolutions. We're going to ask you, in your life, what has been your biggest pivot? What is the moment that you will point to as you go forward in 2024? Not that you're gonna do something different, but that's gonna help and propel you to be the best Rashard Mendenhall you've been in a long time.
2: Right away, it's clear. Um, my biggest pivot, being here with you guys, and freedom. Um, freedom going into this new year from what I've allowed, you talk about disconnected, um, to, to kind of Infiltrate, be a part of my ecosystem, in my in my world, in my life, man. You've offered some perspective that I hadn't had, and even the um, freedom of you saying like, "You sorry," and that 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 if you added anything, it's just like from from that standpoint, from you saying, and I just had a Jim Brown, my Jim Brown moment mm-hmm. when you saying you a fan of me. It's just like I know I have enough right here to not carry to not carry that negative that that negative narrative in my mind, and so literally being here on a pivot. Allow me to pivot to freedom and, and getting that tweet out like you said if that was enough then i'm gonna let that be enough
1: Just i love that man <laughs> yes sir appreciate you, my boy. I appreciate you. I that. really, like am sorry. I'm like your Jim Brown? No, no, man. I'm <laughs> sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. No, man. I appreciate <what> you, brother. I'm really like your Jim Brown, What does you mean, man? Come on, man. You know who you is, man. Hey, listen, bro. You're still in the gym, too, I see. you uh, still <laughs> hitting I'm them weights. Bit. Knocking them weights down. Nah, no, seriously, though, just, man, just from that point, just disconnect, bro, because you yeah, can't man. win them battles. So you just let that ride, man. No. Now you do have to find a way to make amends for that tweet because it, Absolutely. you said, it was selfish.
0: Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I fought here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh. On a mission, get me up. Uh. Knowing me, I got the key. Uh. Only vision, I can trust. Trust. Uh. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I fought they to hear the witnesses. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling get me up. Uh, on them-